All right. This is the Avengers 4. <laughs> Infinity War sequel spoiler podcast. Woo! Dropping all the info from all the set photos right up top. We're coming in hot. Spoiling everything for the, for that. No, no. Oh, no. This is the This for This podcast. Uh, it's episode 59. Um, Visuals at gmail.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter. Uh, I did see some Avengers uh, set uh, four set photos that have been around the internet for a while. Um, oh, okay. They shot. I think. I guess they shot Infinity War and and this next one back to back. Yes, but, I did um, hear that. Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, and someone on Reddit, like I don't know, Reddit is the, the clearing Reddit and Wikipedia, the clearinghouse for spoilers. Um, Sometimes we get there's they're accurate as as is the case famously with Game of Thrones season seven. Listeners can go back and listen to our episode twenty five uh, for a breakdown on that. Um, uh, sometimes they're completely made up. I remember I was looking for spoilers for uh, the Last Jedi in the weeks leading up to it, and, and you couldn't find them. Well, Reddit. I mean, the thing is, they're they're always there's always a few floating around, but a lot of them are just made up by fans uh you know? so you never know until after the movie really comes out anyway this isn't a spoiler podcast uh well i guess sometimes it is but not, not this episode um no. so let's get right into our 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 uh our, our uh popular segment most popular most beloved segment trifling in nyc um understand you don't have uh, any particular story well, I mean, I could give mm-hmm. one of my minor ones. Okay. It's not really that good. However, oh. this could lead this a particular trifling, but it could lead to a further trifling. Oh, so, so it's I don't... A, a trifling status still pending. Yes. Great. So the other day, so in my building, we've had issues with the elevators. So there are four mm. elevators. And we have two operating for an extended period of time because two were out. They needed a lot of repairs. And so their plan, according to the management company, um, and according to mailings and emails and posted notes, that once these two were... Posted notes? Posted, posted. Oh, P-O-S-T-E-D. Correct. Okay. (laughs) They would correct... Not people leaving posted notes. They were just putting stickies. putting stickies around and everyone. Um, They were going to fix the two, then the immediate repair, and then close down the other two so we'd have two operating. But they changed that. And we're going to do, they fixed the two, and they're regularly operating right now. And then they're just going to do one one of a time on the other side. Mm, So we'll have three out of four, which is better. So even um, in spite of that, there have been some difficulties. And I had the used the stairs the other day, I pressed my floor button and I didn't press it hard enough and didn't register. So it stopped the floor below, but it wasn't a big deal. It's like, whatever, I'll just walk up one floor, right? Wait, 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 what? It stopped the floor below so you'd walk it up? What, what is that? Yeah, is that so like? I just walked up. There were a lot, there were a lot of buttons pressed already. There was, I live on 17, right? So 15 was pressed, 16 was pressed. I pressed 17, but it didn't register. And I didn't realize it till late. And then there was oh, some other I ones see. higher up. This so I just said, you... forget it, right? Yeah, you're, when I got oh, okay, on. Okay, I got it. So I'm sorry, you're, you, this is when you were coming back home. You got on the elevator, the ground floor, 
press 17 didn't register so you get out get off the elevator at the floor below your floor and you're like hey you know i'm, I'm in pretty good shape i can walk up these steps pretty quickly let me just absolutely Great. go up to 16 it's one flight of stairs <laughs> so i try to go to 17 but that for some reason the, the stairwell i go to the door is locked it's oh. not working uh -oh. Which actually in the past week has been having trouble because mm. in the morning I usually like to go down the stairs depending on what time I leave. Yeah, you got to get you got to get those Fitbit 10,000 steps in. Um okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> but it does it does feel kind of nice. Right. But it's it's just easier in, right. yes. it's more depending on what time of day I go, right? right. But it has the door hasn't been opening right. I feel like it's the case where the doorknob itself has loosened up, so it's not engaging when you twist it, and then the, right. the bolt doesn't fully engage, and then you know the I don't know what that part is called, but it doesn't come out. So when you turn it, nothing's happening. Mm. So that's been happening. I've been working at a little bit. So I try to go up, it doesn't open, which is frustrating. Mm. So I'm like, all right, so I'm already up. So then I think I went up to the next floor. I said, going back down. It didn't really matter. I don't remember now. Either mm -hmm. I went back, either I went back up to, either I went up to 18 or down to 16. And then I got out and walked across the hall mm -hmm. to the other stairwell. And I mean, then at this point, it's almost, 17. it's almost easier to just like knock on a, someone's door and just move in with them and just live with them for the rest of your life. Because all this shit you're going through, it sounds awful. Yeah, I agree. I probably should have just knocked on someone else's door, had dinner with them, hung out for the night. You know, <laughs> what's up, guys? It's cool, right? <laughs> you know the door situation. Come on. <laughs> you know. Don't ever that. come to my place. Don't ever. You know how it is. You know right. how it is over there. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you where I live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I just did that. And I came out and my hype beast was, of course, smoking in the hallway. <laughs> famous hype beast neighbor. Is this the one who said, um, famously, uh, people act like I don't know how to use these hands or something like no, that? No, 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 no. My hype beast, he's actually pretty calm. But he knows, our, okay. he knows everybody. But he's relaxed. He's chill. He's like super chill. Cool. So chill to the point that he was wearing a tank top and just his underwear in the hallway smoking a cigarette <laughs> when I ran into him. Where's this mute button? I'm sorry. <laughs> what, is, what, is he, what is he, Smokey from Friday? What is that? Yeah, so that was happening. He's like, oh, hey, man. I said, oh, what's up? And I looked down and I just had to try to keep looking up and make eye contact. I just had, to, it was really hard to just maintain eye contact because I wanted to scan his whole body and his whole outfit. Mm -hmm. But if I, if it was a one-on-one -on -one conversation, he's going to know that it's going to be very obvious. So he's going to know what? Then I'm just like looking him up and down and judging. <laughs> well, <laughs> just don't do that then. I mean, if you, you look have you it, ever encountered anyone in the hallway smoking a cigarette with a tank top and just underwear? I on? mean, no, that would throw me quite a bit. I got you, but you know, it's New York weird, New York weirdness. As long as they're not in my way, it's fine. 
Yeah, he's not in the way. So I'm talking to him. Of course, I had my ba- my mail. I don't check it very often. I check it about once a week. So it was a lot of mail. Right. I dropped some of it. He's like, "Hey, man, you dropped this." I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> as I was trying to, as I was trying to walk away, <laughs> so, you dropped your mail near him. Yeah. So, so then, what is he like? Me. Oh, yeah. So why don't you just bend down and pick it up? Pick it up. Sorry, no, he's a back. kind. I can't, of, do, he's... I can't do it for you. <laughs> Can no, you, he's a kind you? man. So he bent down and he picked it up. So then I was like, oh, now I got to engage in conversation. But he's actually <laughs> really nice. Like, he's cool. He's cool. Like, we have some, like, decent conversations. I just wasn't in the mood at that, right. you know, right then. Yeah, you would had to deal with your door drama. That's annoying. Right. So I talked to him briefly about the elevator situation and what's happening in the lobby. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, you can just go to the other building, right? So this, we've talked about this, how there's three buildings. Right. Yes, and like, then you can just going go over the roof or something. Yeah, he gave me that idea again. The roof strategy. He's, yeah. he's not the flat, you know, he's just the most recent person that's giving me that strategy. So you're getting the same strategy from multiple people in this complex. So I'm going to, so here's what's going to happen now, right? So this is where, <laughs> this is where it's all, you and I right. are going to go into that other building. Wait, I'm sorry, you meaning me or Tank Top? Yeah, yeah, the two of us. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do this. All right. We're gonna go to the twenty fifth floor and to the roof or whatever and go across somehow. Okay. We're gonna figure this out. Are we gonna need like um any sort of like uh grappling devices or any like a pole vaulting pole? Is this literally so. getting on the roof and jumping to the next roof and then going? No, no, no. I think you can there? just walk across the roof somehow. Like everyone has talked about it, like it's just so easy. Yeah. You just go, go up and walk yeah, across. Don't you know about the roof? Just go up. Yeah. Just go use the other building and walk across. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know, you pull that. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Roof, roof tech. Right. There you go. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Right. Yep. yep. Act like you know. Fake it till you make it. That's New York. Yeah, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna set a date for you and I to do the roof crossing. Yep. I'm around this next couple weeks. Uh, Just put it in my G chat, G calendar invite. You got it. Cool. Can't wait. Roof crossing coming up. (laughs) Live, live on the podcast. Roof crossing. (laughs) If one of us dies, you'll know what happened. We should. You know what? We should actually record it. And just insert it, in the, like insert the audio in the, the next episode. Let's do it. Okay, I want to do it. All right, <laughs> deal. Oh, uh, we can bring drinks for that too, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. You know, I live there. It's all good. Great. Oh yeah, you got the hookup. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that will definitely lead to more trifling. Uh, so yeah, it'll probably just be good for us to get it. Just have stuff recording just for our own safety as well. Just depending on what right. sorts of uh, uniformed people, shall we say, may, may get involved. <laughs> not saying what type people. of uniform they might be wearing. What color <laughs> it might be. Um, oh, boy. Well, we'll uh, see. That is, that is pretty decent, actually. Um, it's a decent story. Mine is um, it's a, of a different vein. Um, so, uh, and it's, it's long and stupid but uh, so i'll try to try to tighten it up a little bit so we can get to the main the main stuff i'm really looking forward to our our had that been me segment um so anyway um you know i i write uh and produce comedy 
projects, video, sketch, all kinds of stuff. I've been doing it for a while. And uh, one, I've had this one project on the back burner uh, for like, I don't know, probably 10 years or so that I've just sort of been thinking about doing it. Um, and it's, uh, it's a two-person play, two acts. Uh, it involves um, the death of Rasputin. Uh, Grigory Rasputin, he was uh, famously like an aide to the last Russian royal family, uh, Tsar Nicholas and, and his wife, uh, Alexand Alexandra, I believe so. Um, yeah, I believe so. And um, the, the reason is a bad dude, man. He's, he's pretty controversial, yeah. I think it's probably, you could say bad. I mean, you, you know, I guess you consider for that time. Things were slightly different. He was basically just kind of like a drunk asshole who fucked around, got into bar fights with other men. Um, don't know that he was really abusive towards women in his life, though I, I may want to double check that. He was stabbed in the stomach by a woman that um, yeah. was upset with him for some reason. I don't know, pretty colorful character. Also had very close access to power um, in being... Um, very close friends with um, with the king's wife, uh, or the czar's wife, Tsarina. Right. Uh, in any case, his the way he died was fascinating. Um, he was. But basically... wasn't he like practitioner of like various dark arts? Uh, yeah, he was involved in this um this sort of unusual uh cult uh at, at various points in his life that did sort of odd rituals and had orgies and stuff and self flagellation. Um, I mean, you know, he wasn't, he was also just a drunk who wanted, who liked having access to power and being able to fuck around town and fuck right. and drunk, basically, and just mess with people. Um, so the way he died is basically he was set up by two people, one a military man in the Russian army, one a Russian noble, the other one is a Russian nobleman. And they basically, the, the short, really compact version is that they invited him over for dinner. They poisoned both his wine and his dessert with cyanide. Uh, he drank the cyanide, laced wine, and ate the um, cake, and it apparently had no effect on him whatsoever. So they were really surprised. So um, they just were like, fuck it, and they started strangling him. Um, as they're strangling him, he is able to fight them off, and he runs out, makes it outside, and then they just shoot him in the back as he's running. So he falls to the ground. They go over to his body. He gets up again, attacks them again, and um, manages to fight them off uh, a little bit. He was able to run a little bit more, but then they shoot him again, and then they shoot him in the head uh, point blank. Um, right, that'll do it. Yeah, and, well, they, they then tied him up, put him in a bag, and threw him in a river. And when uh, okay. when he was found downstream by just some people in the town, uh, they opened the bag. They saw there were claw marks on the inside of the bag, meaning he was still alive and after being shot in the head and probably died from drowning uh, in the bag. Um, and then it goes on. The, the last part is, is probably almost certainly made up, but like... The rumors that they they identified who it was, they knew Rasputin, they hated him too. And so they burned him, they burned the body, and as the body was burning, the bones were cracking and popping, and it looked like he was still alive. And so they found uh, out. Oh, okay. But that part is probably untrue. So, 
that's fascinating. And so I wrote a play sort of loosely based around that. It's more about the two guys who set him up. Uh, but anyway, so I wrote a script a while back before I had any training in like script writing and, and writing in general that I learned. I've learned it over the past couple of years. I wrote this play for that. And I, you know, was thinking about getting it staged, you know, just sort of toying with it in the background. Um, anyway, I, I was, I didn't, I having reread it more recently. So I, anyway, I'm skipping around here, but basically I pitched this idea to one of my friends in comedy or sort of a new, newer acquaintance. I was describing it to him and a couple other people. And he was like, Oh, that sounds really cool. Um, yeah. If you want, if you're looking for actors, uh, I can, I'd be totally be into, uh, performing it. Uh, so just send over the script and I'll oh, take a look okay. and start working on it. So I'm like, great. So uh, as I, I, you know, pull up, pull the script out of, you know, my files, um and i i'm rereading it like from like this i wrote like seven years ago and i must have been drunk when i wrote it um because it is like it's rambling i use like hip-hop slang in it in hip-hop slang in, in just like a really weird way almost a borderline offensive way uh to a different degree uh um, and I'm like, oh, what? why did I think this was so good? Like, I really, like, in my memory, thinking back on it, as I'm pitching it to actors, I'm like, oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, let me just polish it up, and then I'll send it over. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, this is really bad. Hey, yeah. So, um, I did send it to him anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I and I, I polished it up a little bit, cleaned some stuff up. Um refined it a little bit but i didn't really change the structure in some way i just kind of wanted to sort of sort of get his feedback on it because you know i can think i actually still really like it to be honest um i think it needs work but i think there's a lot of potential there and i i sent it to him just to sort of gauge his like what i could learn about it based on his response um okay Right. So he's, I don't know. I, I've asked around about this guy. He's pretty knowledgeable. He's sort of like a working actor, you know, and he's pretty cool. Um, and so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if he comes back and like, I don't know. Um, oh, no. um, you know, this seems like it has potential. It needs a little work. Uh, I don't know if you want to do another draft, something like that. That's what I was expecting. Um, so sent that probably like six months ago haven't haven't heard anything from this guy in six months not anything hasn't been around i haven't seen him out with that crew of friends nothing like he's like he, i don't know if he was i'm not saying he was so offended by it and so disgusted that he just completely shed that group of friends the mutual friends that we shared okay. uh, just to avoid any chance of, of running into me again um, and ha having me go up to him like, hey, never heard back from you like that. I don't know if he's trying to avoid that. <laughs> I don't know that. So I'm not saying that that's hey. what's happening. But um, that's where I'm at. So status pending to be continued. If anyone knows this friend uh, whose name I will not be giving, and obviously there would be no way you could track him down. Uh, unless it's, we, it's a mutual friend is aware of the story i don't know i'm rambling any thoughts on that good luck <laughs>
Thanks. I, like I, should, I should I should like show the you idea, this. Though. I think I, 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 I probably that, yeah. have told you this this idea at some point. Uh, you seem pretty familiar with the Rasputin story. I had, uh, I have I have some familiarity with Rasputin, so I'm curious. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I'll send it to you. You can give me your thoughts. But anyway, I don't know. It's it's uh, I I my takeaway is it's sort of nice. It's a nice luxury to even have people around as a, a very uh, you know up and coming early comedy producer myself and writer. It's nice that I can even pitch this to people. Like the idea, like you know, a few right. years ago, I wouldn't even they know where that to start. Option. Yeah. If I wanted to get a play made or like a comedy video shot, but now you know, I I know exactly who to go to. I've done several, um, so it's cool. Like I feel lucky in that regard, and he's still cool. He's still getting my book, um, but uh, you know, his loss, and you know, at, uh, I will mention him at the Oscar, or I guess Tony Awards when I. Whatever award you need, no, one of the many awards you'll get for that. Yeah, I assume it'll be adapted into, you know, probably movie first, then HBO spinoff. As it should be. Series. Um, video game, or maybe app, maybe, maybe yeah, freemium model app. Uh, get the first few levels for free. I don't know if you're playing as Rasputin in this game or... <laughs> if you're playing as Rasputin or the Tsar, the Tsar's wife or like Tsar's secret wife. police or something. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the yeah. secret police investigating the, the murder after the, after the fact. Right. Dealing with the intrigue and powerful people. All that. See, there you go. Twilight of the Romanovs. All right. Oh, that could be the title. Oh, huh? We mm-hmm. said Twilight of the Romanovs? Yeah. Yeah? We'll see. That's pretty good. I okay. like that. All right. Well, speaking of uh, celebrated movies, uh, we can segue over into our uh, segment, uh, one of my fast becoming one of my favorite segments, uh, the Had That Been Me segment, uh, where we discuss a particular TV show, or movie, uh, book. Oh, maybe we should think about doing this with books uh, at some point. Um, That's not a bad idea. And pick specific scenes from uh, from that that show or movie, and uh, discuss what we would have done given uh, our you know, our, our, our priorities and predilections. So being that, uh, we're getting close to Halloween. Um, I want to, uh, do this with one of my favorite scary movies, uh, the Blair Witch Project, uh, classic, uh, innovator in the found footage horror genre. Um, <laughs> that is, that is an excellent point. Yeah. And you know, I, I love, I really like scary movies. Uh, I have an older sister who is also very much into uh, scary movies, and she's in the movies generally. So she hears about a lot of these scary movies like well before I do, and she'll so sometimes go to festivals to, to see them well before they come out in theaters. And my remem- my memory of this coming out in uh, I believe 1999 was that she had heard about it. I think she had seen it actually at Sundance, uh, where oh. it's where the buzz really picked up, and she's like visceralist this is the scariest movie i've ever seen in my fucking life you got to see this when it comes out wow. so yeah so that was definitely hype and you know look i i get that found footage 
genre is polarizing in general. Some people like I, the, if I had a nickel for every time I've heard someone say, I don't know, what is this shit? I don't get it. What's the big deal? Like, oh, I hate that. I hate that mindset. Just, what is this? Like, no, oh, like you're scared by this? No, I'm the bad guy because I'm actually enjoyed a movie. Fuck you. Anyway, Ooh. that was aggressive. But I don't know. What, what's your memory of uh, when the movie came out? Did you see it in um, the theater? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not, but I do remember the overall feeling of it. It really, I think it was the first found footage movie that I saw. Mm-hmm. And it, it started this whole found footage, you know, genre and theme, um, you know, which has been executed with mixed results yes. following Blair Witch. Um, but yeah, it was. Did you like it? I remember being. You know, it was a roller coaster of emotions. It was sort of like some confu- <laughs> some confusions, some like um, I guess because maybe they didn't have the highest production value, or maybe uh-huh. because they were going for authenticity. Like just due to how shaky the camera was at certain points, it gave mm-hmm. me a headache. Ah, uh, yes, and, I've heard and, of this. Yeah, and it was like sort of hard to watch. Hmm. Um, so you hated it, basically. No, but I do <laughs> do remember being absolutely terrified at the end. Right. The end was like that. Like final, like ten to fifteen minutes was mm-hmm. intense. Was intense and terrifying. It's like, okay. why is he in the corner? Why is he in the corner? Get out of the corner! Like, yeah, yeah. That, that that definitely set me off too because it was so weird and unusual. Yeah. Standing and staring at the, the wall, which is actually a a, a ref, referenced earlier in the movie of, of the the guy whose house that was, uh, Rustin Parr, right. who was the child killer, and it was told said that he made the children, you know, line up and stare at the wall as he would grab them one by one and and kill them. Um, so I th- I believe it was reference to that. Uh, so yeah, like. I, I thought I loved the the found footage thing. It was new to me at the time. I thought it was really innovative. Um, I think still... it was, was there any like I don't know. I guess I haven't done any research. You know what? I did see it in the theater because that made it worse because I was sitting close <laughs> to the screen. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. You, yeah, did you get you get to the theater late. Right, and I ended up sitting close, and that made the shaky cam worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I don't usually have problems with shaky cam, but I, I definitely have. I uh, I used to date somebody who was very much into movies, uh, but she just she's like, I literally cannot watch anything with shaky cam because I'll just get nauseous within five minutes. Yeah. Um, um, what's there? What, I mean... I don't, I don't, nothing comes to mind. I mean, certainly after, As a but were there any, not, like, not found footage really. movies before that? God, uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, I mean, there were a lot of those, like, based on a true story type of things. Right. Yeah, but then, I mean, nothing, like, it's essentially a mockumentary, like, it purports to be real. Uh, right. Authentic footage. One thing, I just and just from a film industry aspect, I know it gets talked about a lot, so I won't harp on it. But you know, it's the budget was rumored to be around twenty five to fifty thousand dollars, and it you know made um, probably eighty ninety million dollars in the in the theaters. Yeah, probably. US, which was a great success story. 
Um, although, of course, you know, n neither the filmmakers nor the, any of the actor, the three actors in it, went on to do anything much uh, that I'm aware of. Um, and I did look at their their Wikipedia's and their IMDb's, and yeah, they're, they're pretty thin. That's unfortunate. Weak tea. Uh, anyway, but, you know, I think it also weak tea is pretty, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of influence, the movie is huge. Like with the with the found footage, the shaky cam, and just the um, I think also. What do I want to say? How do I say this? Let me think about it. Oh, like just the marketing aspect because of the way right. it was marketed, and they're like. Is it real? Is it not real? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it is. Maybe it is. It was so yeah. ambiguous. Like, was this actual found footage or was it like produced found footage? And people right. were, there were people I know that like thought that shit was like for real, for real. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the mark. I, I remember it specifically because it was pretty innovative in that it used the internet uh, to set up like right. uh, yeah, these can help us find these three missing uh, film students. Uh, I believe Bravo, I, I, some cable channel did like a 30-minute mockumentary special just about the town that it's set in, um, which was... Oh, like mean, Maryland town over there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Even for like a uh, pretty hot uh, or, or, you know, buzzworthy um, indie film project, um, to come out of Sundance, like that's a that's a really big ad campaign for that type of film. That to, to spend not maybe not like, that much money, but to put that much thought and effort into it, that's unusual, or it was for the time. I, would I think. mean, I guess you see it now more with all these like random websites and whatnot, because people are like these production companies are really creating like these websites. Like, um, I don't know if the only one that I can really speak to is the one that I have like looked at and paid attention to is this whole thing in the, in the, um, in the alien world, right? Like this okay. whaling, like this whaling corporation. Right. So this is this for like the new alien or, uh, no, so Prometheus or Covenant, like those movies. Or um, what? I, th I think, that they set up the actual website for, um, I think it's Whalen Utani. Utani, right? Yeah, I think they set it up for. Pro I yeah, I think you're right. I think it all started with Prometheus, and then they have like T-shirts and all that, you know? Oh like, shit! They do. I saw someone with a T-shirt on the street one day. I was like, oh, Whalen Utani. I was like, this is crazy. But I think they the website came about during like the Prometheus promos. Yeah. Yeah, like getting the yeah, so the, sort of creating like a like an alternate reality. Um, right. I think it's actually called alternate reality marketing. Um, in any case, we, we got to get to the to the stuff here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's, I'm not going to rehash the plot. I I just really hope everyone's watched it. Everyone knows it. Cool. Let's go. So let's go to the stuff. So, <laughs> um, so roughly halfway through the movie, they're they're in the for they're in the woods. And they've there's been a couple nights where there's been weird stuff happening while they're trying to sleep, like weird noises that they wake up and record some of. Um, and they've been they've had to make camp because they sort of got turned around, and they're having a hard time figuring out where they they are. 
And so they, they wake up one morning and they can't find the map. And they bicker a little bit about, um, about who's responsible for the map being lost. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll, I'll just go right to this. And then they later find out that one of the oh, guys... all the way, all right. One, yeah, I'll just go all the way. One of the guys, Mike, uh, just because he couldn't read the map and understand it, he got frustrated and just threw it in the river. And this is after they've been there. They've been lost, like, so this is day three, let's say. So they're there one day. Day, it's everything's good, a little bit weird. Day two, they're they're like, okay, we can't really. We're they were trying to find like some rock in the river or something. They oh, can't that's really find right. it. And then so they and they're using the map and it's not going well. And then it just gets late, so they set up camp. So day three, they wake up, no map, weird stuff. The little uh, twig monster or twig witch things hanging in the trees. Oh and, my gosh, you're right. And How Mike do you remember has, all this. And Mike has to because uh, I just I just watched some YouTube stuff on it, but but Mike is in laughing says uh, like I fucking kicked that shit in the map in the river, kicked the map in the river. He's also he said he kicked the map in the river. Yeah. Which, anyway, my point. Um, what? Okay, so question to you: uh, What exact level of beatdown do you then give Mike? Uh, after him revealing uh, that he has uh, discarded the map. Okay, complicated question, right? So. <laughs> and I do have a follow-up. So good, on on the one level, I'm like, so I'd be so pissed off. I'm like, this guy needs to catch a beatdown. But on, on another level, I'm like, man, I just... What kind of beatdown? Like, would you like like a severe one balls, really severe like, one like oh, really just, severe. so on the ground he's on the ground you're kicking him okay so that like the type of beat down that this would lead to is right so it would start with one on one level right not like a certain severe level but it would rise to a severe level because he'd probably fight back and then one of us would mm. kill each other <laughs> well the thing is you know he'd be laughing at first because right. i've I pictured it like, like oh, I would it's funny. Oh, this is a joke. This is a joke. A joke to you. Then the push. Exactly. I would definitely push. And then yeah. he's gonna. He might trip over. He's still gonna be laughing. I know that's what. Right. Really. Like, yeah. Me. You push him hard enough. He like trips, falls over a rock, hits his head on the rock, and dies. But whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. That everything involves him dying. Okay. I don't know if I yeah. go that far, but some level beat down. No. I mean, I would. I, I, sorry, I would just be really mad, and then. I wouldn't want to waste my energy on the beatdown unless he died. Otherwise, it's like, all right, man, I don't need you <laughs> in my group really anymore. Are about killing this guy? <laughs> Over yeah, losing he gotta, the map? He gotta, like, he's, he is sabotaging the group, actively sabotaging the group. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Like, in the time By of throwing war, away the map, like, you gotta go, man. You obvious, you're obviously not with us. So either mm -hmm. one of us is going to kill you or you got to go <laughs> or you're going to stay here and we're going to go. This is death wish. Wow. This is a little you, surprising. You, okay. you can't be with us right now. No, no, he's not. Like if somebody tells me they threw away our only map, you, you are not staying with us. That's not and, happening. And and to do it in some weird way where they said, he said he kicked it in the river. How do you yeah. kick a piece of like a map? I guess you could ball, crumple it up into a ball and then kick it. Right. And it's just like, weird. Yeah. 
right to and kick it's not it like, as opposed to throw it in the river right and then wasn't like it was all fun and games like the first afternoon or whatever he's seen us freaking out for two days he mm-hmm. gotta go no <laughs> and this huh. is this is how you're helping us no absolutely not either he's dying we're leaving he's either he's going his way and we're going our way right. like we're we're not gonna be together after this after yeah. he admits that he destroyed the only map that we have yeah absolutely not this being is, together this obviously predates any sort of portable gps right so it, it is like literally like you got a map and you know that's that's all that's it yeah now the, yeah I, I i'm i'm with you to a degree i definitely not gonna kill anybody I'm a little extreme with the killing, but yeah, he yeah. can't. We can't be together after this. He's not part of the team. That's so, are sure. you gonna? Okay, so in this scenario, would you? He, so, can, he cannot be trusted. Hey, I agree. But here's the thing: like, just logistically, okay, you and you, the the two main ones, you're saying, okay, we go our way, you go yours. But what if he's like, well, no. I'm just gonna follow you, and yeah, exactly. I'll, See, I'll just, other... I'll just hang, I'll just hang thirty feet back. If you start chasing me, I'll just run away. But then I'll keep following you. I'll, See, I'll never that's why lose I was, sight of yeah. you. Yeah, so, I got you. See, that's why I was thinking about it more when I said that. I was like, yeah, he could just be lurking around. That's why he has to yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be the okay. What if he just break his leg, so he can't walk? Man, that's messed up. I'm well. That's more that's messed worse. up than killing him. Yes. Why? You at least give him a chance to get it to get home if he can sort of. I'm sh- gonna break his leg and leave him in the woods without a map and no supplies. Well, the map part is his fault. I might as well just kill him. Mm, I think you. That's it's just, better. To... That's just prolonging his death and making it's... it worse for him. See, I I view that more as that you're at least giving him a chance to survive. There's however slim. I wouldn't say it's a guarantee that he die because I see. Okay, you, so I'm you're saying he's gonna die a slow, painful death. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. See, I disagree there. I think he at least has a chance. I mean, death is if you kill him, he definitely has zero chance, and if you don't kill him, he has above zero. So right, and almost hundred percent chance of following you around like a yeah, creep. yeah. The following you around like a creep part isn't because you know too like. Okay, so you break his leg on a rock. Say you get the, the guy to hold him down, hold him down, hold his leg down. Heather gets a big rock, just bangs on his knee for a while with a big rock. And then they, oh, they, they wow. off. This is brutal, the screen scene that's describing. You know, just bang on that knee, son. Get that see that rock? Bang on that knee. Grab the rock, grab the rock, Heather. Um, hold his leg, hold his leg. Yo, 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 yo. Grab the I leg. Mean, so just to back up a little bit, uh, I'll, I'll give my quick take. Like, I would be unbelievably pissed. I would definitely start with yelling at him, calling him all kinds of idiots and jackass. And yeah, I'd be like, you have now killed us. I would try to like work his guilt to try to convince him to like, okay, because I my first thing would be like, okay, you're joking. This is an elaborate prank. As it goes on and he keeps repeating, no, I, I got rid of it. Uh, that's when... I would try to maybe use a little bit of emotional manipulation to see if he's really, he really lost the map or if maybe, or if, so just to see if he's lying. Okay. Then if I find he's not, then it's more like, okay, well, you got to show us exactly where you kicked it into the river. Let's see if we can go find it and salvage any part of it. Right. Cause it seems like you could probably convince him to at least do that. 
I mean, it it is infuriating that he's like, well, I couldn't read the map, which he does say uh, mm. a couple scenes before. He's like, I, this is all Greek to me as he's looking at the map. Like that, he says that yeah. verbatim. So, but it is the height of like selfishness and entitlement to be like, well, I can't read it. So obviously, no one else in this party would be able to make any use yeah, of it. Yeah, and it's just exactly. weighing us down. So, yeah, but better to kick it in the river. I mean, so, uh, yeah. But okay, you you see, so you kill him. I'd probably just maim him. I I agree that you definitely got to separate from him because you're you right. Gotta get away from that guy. Yeah, and you know, I've been watching some youtube clips uh, just about world war one just because i find the uh, like learning about it and it's a lot of interesting stories there but like yeah if you're just in a like a like a little platoon on your own and you're like your life could like re- reasonably die like you, your life could end at any moment and you have to trust people around you to have your back and you have to have their back in order for anybody to survive um... yeah if you have one person who's laughing as they sabotage you that's that's a huge problem yeah i i would agree with that it's like man this guy can't be with us he can't yeah it's problematic you know you also got to wonder about his mental state because again all the creepy noises you're hearing the little mounds of rocks that are being left outside uh your tents at night uh obviously the, the the twig uh, stick figures um i'd be like no uh, hold on here's my dad shouting uh, okay <laughs> do, you, do you need to take a break no, man. um but i'd be like and it feels good the- it's it's a comfortable temperature for me in here it was cold <laughs> everywhere else don't let me so, okay just do what, do what you gotta do man I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Go. <laughs> He's done. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is it cold there in Columbus? It is actually cold. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I remember those cold, wintry nights. Yeah, it's only October. It gets like, right now it's getting like 30 degrees at night. What? Yes. Damn. Yeah, that's wild. That's what Um, I'm saying. Yeah, you're saying it's wild? Yeah, I don't like it. It's 30 degrees. Not ready for that. Okay. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, you you gotta, at that point I'm, I'm also wondering like about his mental state and like is he losing it already? But you know, then then I'd be like three days in, and you're already losing it. Like, where did we find you? Wow. So I mean, he, your friends. He was well. So Heather is friends with Josh, who's the tall guy, uh, who's the cameraman, and then Mike was the sound guy. And Mike, Josh found Mike somehow. Like he was some someone he knew. But still, what the fuck, dude? Like. And why'd you kick it in the river? Anyway, I'll let go of that point. I got a lot of problems with that whole situation. Yeah. So, all right. So you you're killing a uh, Maimon. I I do see. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I I can't. I can't kill him. 
I gotta, but I gotta do something. Right. The worst it's part like, is gonna it's, be like, it's, it's exactly. You... It's this weird situation where, like, yeah, you don't want to do anything like that, but at the same time, it's like I can't. I have see this your guy. point in that me maiming him is almost like torturing him to death, which I guess yeah would be worse than just killing him quickly. Um, I see that, but I I just can't can't kill some. I'm like Batman. I, like I okay. can't I don't I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you. All right, Batman. But also, I can't have you following me, uh, lurking. <laughs> I agree. He can't be lurking around. Yeah. Um. So let's go to the next one. Um. Yeah. So I guess. So they don't. They don't actually kill him. So they the movie or maim him. They just yell at him a little bit, and then they go on. So right. I don't know. Not and then, turning like, around. Why don't they just follow on. the sun? I still don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. So they. So their plan is interestingly that they, they're like, well, let's just follow the river because they're next to this river that they know basically just runs north south, and they're like their plan that they say is let's follow the river south, and then we'll find something eventually. That's basically their plan. Right. And so. Which is not a terrible plan. It's not terrible because at least. <clears throat> If you know just from your memory of the map that it does basically run north south, I mean, you know, ideal. And interestingly, like, the, so this is in Maryland in the movie, and they shot actually shot it in a park that's not that far from where my mom lives. So, mm. um, I know that I know the area. Um, there's yeah, there'll just randomly be a huge, huge forest that uh, this, I mean, they shot it in an actual park, not not just like a random forest. Um, but um in any case yeah if you remember from the map that it runs north south and that's something is south then i guess that's better than nothing or just wandering right. around willy-nilly i mean it seems like is it that is it, is it that hard to like just remember your way back to the car i don't know have you been camping um i haven't in a while but from what i remember it's not that complicated like I don't. I don't know. I think it also depends where you go, but most of like official campgrounds have markers on trees, and they're they're like right. they make it pretty easy to find your way back. They right. do their best. Yeah, I mean, um, I assume those are on like the official trails, though. Right on the official trails. Correct. Correct. Not not everywhere though. Like yeah, if you're going off board, then you're on your own. And I think they did. They did sort of go off the off the, the main area to, to get to this right, killing rock then, or whatever. Yeah, and then that's I think where they made one of their big mistakes because none of them were that familiar with the woods, and they should have been able to have somebody in their team that could navigate, you know, without not necessarily, yeah, be able to navigate without a map essentially, but not necessarily or bring two maps, go. Maybe. Yeah, bring two mess, bring more than one. Um, so anyway, let's move to the, to the next one. Is but, so they, they, uh, the following night? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yeah. Was uh -huh. it wait? The following night is the freakout night, or the freakout night, night is the is map the night? No, no, no. There's a map night. Then they wake up, kick in the river. Then the that that night is when that's freakout night, and there's stuff. They hear the noises, and then. There's stuff pawing at their tents, and then they all scatter into the woods. Now, the, the, had that been me, had that been you, question is, 
are you actually going to run into the woods all willy-nilly based on something pawing at, at the outside of your tent? Now, I, I ask that because it's a risk to just run into the woods in the middle of the night with no flashlight, just a camera, I guess, whatever light that can provide. And when you've already, you're already basically lost. But I, I understand there might be some fear involved. So what, which are you doing? You staying in the tent or are you running? Um, I don't know, man. That's the tough one. I'd probably end up staying in the tent because I'm too scared and just yeah. stay there. It's fetal position. Yeah. Are you going like... to put the, put the sleeping bag over my face and be like, they can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm covered, then I'm okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that mostly checks out. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, okay. Okay. So the, the deal is they hear the noises. They hear the creepy kids laughing. And then there's a bunch of pawing at the end. And uh, yeah, pawing on the outside of the tent. So you're saying you're not even like you're going to sort of fetal position. Are you going to at least like maybe punch punch the tent so you can punch back at what's at whatever is outside there? Uh, any of that? I'm going to do the do no, I'm playing defense, you know, hmm. and reacting. If they come in, then I'm going. I'm not going to be offensive. So once that so that zipper slowly starts going down at the front of the tent, that's Okay, you, now you're you... trying to terrify me. <laughs> that's um, well, I'm just wondering like is that when you put your put your hands up? Because they, it seems like. If that, I mean, at what point are you that yell out? If that I, got these hands. Is getting... I, know how, I know how to use these hands. I got these hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that zipper's coming down, it's game time. I'm looking for a weapon. By that time, I would have made a weapon anyway. Mm, okay. Because if I'm terrified in the woods for three days now, yeah, I would definitely have some kind of. They had nothing. Which was not realistic because by that time I would have fashioned some kind of okay. weapon. So you're saying you would have like, especially with crazy Even like life, a, you're gonna like grab a like a supernatural weapon, you know? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say some sort of incantation over a stone? <laughs> be able to shoot yeah, Dukins out of it. So after that? <laughs> I I knew that would get some kind of stoppage out of you. <laughs> I said a supernatural weapon. You were you were mid sentence and you stopped. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, look, that's probably as good as a, a tree branch against a, a demon or a witch. Right. Yeah, you got to put something on that. <laughs> put some stank on that. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I get it. It it's it's hard to say what you do when you're like absolutely petrified. And actually, honestly, I think I think you're. Your response is probably yeah. more accurate to what would most people would do, because running out in the middle I, of the night, right. just willy nilly, where you could just trip over something and like, you know, die, break break your leg, or like my main concern would be with running would be, um, just getting lost, getting even more lost, and now I'm separated from even my camping equipment, because uh, then you got to wait, you got to wait till morning. I mean, if you can find some shrubbery to hide under, uh. Then you gotta wait till morning. Strawberry. Meanwhile, you're probably like, you're probably gonna still hear. The thing is, if you're outside your tent too, you're gonna still hear this shit all night, and you're gonna be even more terrified. You might have a heart attack. So yeah, I think I'm staying uh, in. I would definitely have a heart attack. I think I'm staying in the tent, and I think I'm just gonna scream. I think that's gonna be my first line of defense: is just scream at whatever's out there. 
just like just like a primal like just like get out get out of here just scream at whatever's out there yeah no go stay back yeah like you're going against a bear yeah no i'd say i might say i might say i got a gun in here i got a gun maybe i make you know what you know what this is gonna be a terrible joke it's coming your way and you know if you had your iphone even if you didn't have any signal i know what you got on there you could just play that six nine shout rap and (laughs) they'd be scared what (laughs) where would be outside that tent <laughs> the demons outside the tent gonna be scared by they'd Takashi. be scared of those shot raps Takashi six nine those like gunshots in the songs <laughs> they wouldn't oh, be having it they I have no idea this. what you're talking about and I'm gonna move on uh, so, um yeah no I'm cur- I'm curling up I mean I'm screaming I I think I am gonna push back at like because it's like if something yeah I'm just gonna push back at it. I can't you know, I nothing. thought about that, but then, like, maybe if I up. do nothing, maybe then it will leave me alone. Maybe. I think they were Wait. sleeping. Well, how many? Did they each have their own individual tent? I guess they did, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. At that point, in the, so there absolutely was a... not. I'll, I'll be like, everyone in one tent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's a great point. So, yeah, so by the third night, you yeah. all got to stay together in the same tent, even with right. Crazy Mike, because, well... I'm like, if he's staying know. with us, then I need to keep an eye on his dumb no, ass. You know what? To get Josh and, and Heather in one tent, Crazy Mike can be on his own if he wants to be crazy. Well, crazy yeah, like, I mean, he can, be, he can be out. But, yeah, at that point, everyone's together. We're all in it together, so we sleep in yeah. together in the tent. Uh, yeah, so that's, so I do, that's the last one I had. Did, did you see, um, the, the sequel that came out in 2016? Not the, not the. No, but I, I'm sure good. it was terrible. Uh. Oh, it was it's, good. It's better than the one that came out like a year after the Blair Witch Project, which I don't, I'm not getting into at all. Uh, it's okay. decent. And there's, there's couples on, in that one. And then, so they do sleep two to a tent, I think. Um. It's decent. I say it's worth checking out. It's not. It's like ninety minutes. May not even be ninety minutes. So, um, but as I mentioned before we started recording, um, I came across a YouTube clip um, of a guy who has a theory, conspiracy theory about yes, uh, a seek the actual message or the plot line that most viewers completely missed as oh, they're going okay. through. So I'm gonna get into this. Um, Potential spoilers ahead. Uh, if you want to see this clip, listeners, uh, just go to YouTube and put in, uh, I think it's on the Fim- Film Theorist YouTube channel. So if you just put in Film Theorist uh, Blair Witch, it- it'll come up. Um, so basically, this guy's take is that there was never anything supernatural that happened at any point. It was just Josh and Mike who were setting Heather up uh, to kill her. That's the main, wow. that's the main takeaway. And so this, now this includes some of the supplementary material that was on the website, uh, which had like Heather's diary, like as she was going through the, uh, as she's going through the experience, like she kept a diary. So there's some of that, there's some prelim, uh, documentary footage that like uh, extra features and stuff. So 
this yeah. guy like he supports it and so this read is that basically josh and heather used to date um and they had some sort of issue and so josh wants to take to, to murder her for some reason that part isn't really explained but he figures the best way to do it since she's been talking about wanting to film this movie in the woods he brings his buddy along they plan it all out in advance and they so they take her to the secluded and it explains a lot of stuff that that sort of doesn't that seems supernatural like if you if you read everything from the mindset of these two guys are trying to set her up uh, to make her to lead her deeper into the woods, deeper and deeper, to get her secluded, and then the killer. Um, it a lot of it adds up because basically she says at some point early, like I sleep like a log, so right. that could be like they could be moving around doing all the stuff at night while she's sleeping without her noticing. Uh. That would explain why Mike gets rid of the map and then laughs about it. You know, He's laughing to get, to get so that she can't find her because they don't want her to find the way out. And maybe he just hit it so that they could later find her way out. Um, put, yeah, up who all knows if he actually threw it right? It could be in his stuff. So yeah, and getting her lost, getting them deeper lost. And they so in this theory, they knew where the house was, and they were leading her there because they figured it's the best place to do it. And so the la the very last scene, what we see, which is interesting. And they diagram it out really good. I, I really actually recommend um, watching this. The, the guy did a, who, who did this put it together really well with really good visual aids and stuff. So I'll try to describe it as best I can. Basically, Mike and so Josh has gone missing at some point, and they hear his screams like the next night. Yeah. And they don't go out and help him because they're too they're too scared. And Mike and Heather are in the tent together at that point for that night. Right. So they they at some point. And and so there's there's also I just want, there's a couple little moments as well that I want to just mention briefly. So they have the plan of going along the river um, that I think Heather suggests, and one someday or at some point during that day they just stop doing it. And Heather's like, "Why aren't we sticking to the plan?" And she doesn't get any answer from either of them. They're both silent, and they're just like, "No, let's we should go this way now." Like there's it's, it's, there's a huh. like when you go back like. There's a bunch of moments like that that are just weird, and that the movie, the way the movie's framed, it sets it up like, ooh, it's just mysterious witch power. Huh. But if you, but if you read it from just like, no, these two guys are just trying to set her up to kill her, it makes so much more sense. Okay. And apparently, the direct, the created, the two guys who wrote directed it, they've never really given a definitive answer on this, and they've been cagey about the the very uh. ending. And so the and the very ending, what what happens is. Mike and Heather go into the house together. Mike uh, says, I think I hear Josh upstairs. He runs upstairs. Heather goes behind him, closely behind him. And once they both get upstairs, Mike says, oh, wait, no, I think I hear him downstairs in the basement. He runs downstairs, gets ahead of Heather, and you know, conveniently seems to know his way around this house that he's never seen, right. quote unquote, never seen before. He gets a, a, a lead on her. He says, I'm going down in the basement, possibly to alert Josh. So the, the theory is that Josh was there. Mike is supposed to lead Heather up so that Josh can get in position in the basement. Mike goes down to the basement, like stands up against the wall just to weird Heather out so that she'll be distracted. Josh takes her out from behind. That's how it ends. Okay, I could see that, but yeah, why? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty. I mean, that's the key part. That's never that this 
is not it's not that part is not so i get that's the main <laughs> the major part there the motivation but and it's not yeah. there's no evidence in the diary or anything to suggest it other than jilted maybe a jilted lover ex-lover um maybe they're just sadists or something uh, you know that part's never explained but it you know if if you're okay with avoiding now it's going to turn into the ritual this is part of the ritual they had the lure there i mean you know, you know that other movie that we reviewed exactly exactly so i don't know that, i just came across that today seemed cool. okay all right all right that's interesting right. i never heard that but i think you could read it that way for sure right okay so let's move on to final segment really quick so that that conspiracy sort of leads into conspiracy segment which we do every now and then uh i just wanted to briefly if we're in the throes of football season uh I was I was thinking the other day just randomly about um, the Spygate scandal with the Patriots, um, and I was thinking uh, just generally about player trades with, with during the season. And you might know a little bit more about this, this than me. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But it seems weird. Like it seems like an obvious thing where like if you if you're traded to a different team, like you, like if say Anderson Verjao is traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Golden State Warriors, like he has intel on the Cleveland Cavaliers, probably the way they do things, the way they coach, that he can now tell, you know, Golden State Warriors coaching and the players. And yeah. in football, I think it's a little bit more intricate because there's all these different design plays and schemes and all this stuff, like. Is am I missing? Like, isn't this? Is this not an issue in pro sports? No, you're 100 percent right. I think that is. It's like no one ever talks about uh, it. Factual. It's, they don't really bring it up because I guess in the end they're like, well, it's a matter of execution or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. uh, but yeah, like the more you know, like even yes, you do. It is come down to it does come down to execution. But if you know the more information you have about what they could potentially run or what they're going to run about player tendencies or whatever, the better. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume, well, the reason this, this actually has something to do with, with Spygate that uh, I guess I'll get to later or as, as we discuss this. So there's three points about Spygate basically for people who don't know uh, the, uh, the quick and dirty version is, the Patriots uh, in 2007, on, under coach uh, Bill Belichick, um, were fined, were accused, and uh, I guess found guilty of uh, videotaping their opponents' uh, defensive signals um, from, and and so basically that's it. They were. No, I they think were, they take the whole practice, right? Well, here's so the, I'll, that's the second part here. So the first part yeah. is. They, this is what they were, this is officially what they were fined for, right? Uh, they, what they were doing is they were videotaping the opposing team's defensive signals. So the, the opposing team defensive coaches have various signals that they do through hand motions or maybe signs to signal to the players during the game um, what they should be doing, what to expect. So vi now videotaping that doing that in and of itself isn't actually um, against the rules, what they right, got bumped you can for, figure that out. What they got bumped for was they were doing it from a part of the field that they weren't allowed to do it. Um, like I believe they were. So if they were playing the Jets, 
they would have a guy on the Jets sideline. No, 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 no. I think really that's what you saw. Or something. It was some in the way that it was reported when I read it. I think the whole problem was that they they filmed a a Saints practice. Well, no. So this this well this is but this is. Let me let me get to part two, and Alex, I'll, that'll clear that up, right? Because and what they're think, what they're officially the fined for, I don't was think only, you're allowed to film. That's the thing; you are allowed to film. So, what they were officially fined for was, was let me just finish this: is filming defensive signals, okay? And they received the maximum fine. Both Belichick received uh, the maximum fines allowed, which uh, Belichick and the team. Belichick got hit for five hundred thousand. Team got hit for two hundred fifty thousand, and the team lost lost a draft pick. That's the official story. Now, subsequent to that, what came out was someone saying someone who worked on the staff for the Patriots back in the early 2000s. Um, he said, no, actually, well, yeah, we were filming that, but also we were filming practices and walkthroughs before the games, like the other teams right. practice. And that's really against the rules. Like you're definitely not. Yeah. The thing is with that is it was never actually substantiated. And so and that's the controversy, right? Because there's the official story and what they were fined for, which seems benign. And then there was an investigation and then the filming of practices, even before the Super Bowl, in that case, they were they were filming the Rams or they were accused to have filmed the Rams walkthrough before the game. That part was never addressed. But the theory is that they were punished so severely, the understanding was that they were actually doing that but they, the league didn't want that piece of info, part two, to get out. There you and go. so yeah, that's yeah. why the okay. official right. story was just that they were filming defensive signals. Um, now, the, the, the key, the weird, the weird, what makes this a conspiracy is, aside from what we've, I've already discussed or described, is that there was, you know, there's all these tapes, right, that presumably they were using to decode uh, defensive signals so that the advantage there is that if you can spot what play the defense is going to run before they run it, then you have a, you know, you have a perfect advantage of where you can throw the ball, where to run the ball, right? Right. So there's all these tapes. And in the official NFL investigation, um, first of all, the NFL is like said to them, so you need to send us the tapes to the league office so we can review them. And they said, no, but <laughs> which, I mean, what they said, yeah, that no, it's like, but uh, you, no, we're in charge but, here, but they said, you guys can come to the Patriots offices and you can watch it there in our offices. So the NFL agreed to that. And then after they reviewed the tapes, they had them destroyed. They both agreed that all the tapes should be destroyed before anyone else could watch them. So in a way, that might lend more credence to the theory that there was more going on than just videotaping defensive plays. That I would made. agree. So, and here's part three, and then I know I'm sort of filibustering here, but this is the last part. So part three, so this all happened in 2007, 2008. The Patriots uh, had that. That was the season they went undefeated in the real, real, uh, regular season and in the playoffs. And they were in the Super Bowl that was played in February 2008. Um, they lost to the Giants. Um, uh, karma? Karma? I don't know. Maybe. That's right. Uh, maybe. But in 20... So, so it sort of died down. However, in 2015, uh, two ESPN reporters, uh, Dan... 
Don Van Nata and Seth Wickersham uh, did a little bit, little bit more digging into the Spygate incident because the Deflate Gate situation was going uh, yeah. on at the time. So that kicked up a lot of, you know, oh yeah, whatever happened with that Spygate thing, and what they found, what they allege in this, and I'm just going to read read from this. Uh, Van Nata and Wickersham argue that the true extent of Spygate scandal was covered up by Goodell and the National Football League in order to protect the image of the NFL and as a favor to the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. The report alleges a highly complex system in which opposing team signals were recorded, decoded, and relayed to the Patriots coaches and players on the field during games spanning uh, during at least 40 games between 2000 and 2007. And the real kicker is that the system also included a personal assistant to Belichick who apparently had a photographic memory and had the official title of football research director, which no other NFL team has that like a guy in that position. So according to the article, the scout team would go out to, to future Patriot opponents games and they would film signs and plays they would then make a spreadsheet of all the signs and plays patriot staffers would then hand them to the spreadsheets to this guy the assistant who would match the signals and plays um and then i guess relay them in real time to the offense on the field so that they would they essentially would know what the defense play play they were going to run so these guys are alleging that yeah, yeah it was even worse than just filming walkthroughs and defenses they had a whole fucking system they had it all figured out they were running this shit like watergate and on top of that the last sentence is the patriots would also sometimes bring in former players of the team they were going to play and ask them if they had accurately recorded the signals like just as a double check and then they would later cut the player I could see all of that happening, and it's a it's a complicated question. Why? So, um, but actually, you know what? It's not that complicated. Yeah, if they're doing that, <laughs> they're dirty. If they're, they're doing dirty all and they that, did then yeah. then they're dirty, and it gives them a competitive advantage. Easily gives them a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. However, one could make the argument that yeah. Um, most NFL teams and most professional teams have certain have scouting and right. they know what they know the signals and they know what most people are gonna run. However, mm-hmm. it's a little different when you have recordings and, and you're watching people practice and you're seeing everything because most of the time you can only go by game film and what right. people are doing in the actual game. And in the end, I guess people would make the argument that yes. I'm I'm running this play on offense. You're running that play on defense. However, even even if we both know what the other is doing, it is a matter of execution, right? Right. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, um, however, I think however. if you if you look at the Patriots and you see what they've been able to do, um. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, it's too much. It's too much. It's too. It's too many. It's. I think it's too many things tied together. Yeah, maybe if it was one thing, but then mm-hmm. you have all. You have the spy gate. You have the stealing of the signals. Then you have. You have the whole the ball the ball deflation situation. It's just too many things. It's too much. Yeah, and 
my my read on this, and I, I will say it's all just my opinion. I don't really care that much. I, I am annoyed by all Boston teams pretty much equally, um, mostly because of Boston um, and its history of racism, which I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, I'll say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just like I don't I don't care. It's the NFL. It's a private company. You know whatever is is my ultimate read i just find it like with a lot of the conspiracies we we have discussed i just find it entertaining you know um so but i would say i am inclined to believe this 2015 report um because things like having a football research director that you have to report and the fact that no other team has that and the fact that people know that this guy has a photographic memory and just knowing belichick just from stuff that's on on record and like like it it all fits it all kind of fits right. you know and it, it, for it to go on that long yeah i mean systems like this being this intricate yeah like because if it works why not keep doing it and you know they arguably have had more success since you know there's a 2000 to 2007 period okay they, they did pretty well I, I think they won say two super bowls during that time uh, two or three but since 2008, say, like 2009, they've been crazy successful, like even more so. And this is, this is probably when they were receiving more scrutiny about this kind of thing. So let's say they're ostensibly clean during that period. They've been more successful. If you, count, if you look at regular season and playoff, I mean, I know they haven't won every Super Bowl, but there's, you know, there's more to it than that. Okay, um, true. And I, I do think you're totally right about execution because, yeah, even if you know what play they're going to run, it, it is a slight advantage. But, yes, ultimately, you, you're, you're, the men on the field have to be reacting in real time and, and using you right. know, all their instincts and their wits to, to still get it done. And one party will do it better than the rest, than the other. And, you know, then you go to the next play and so on. Um, so, but... It is interesting, like, the, I mean, the Flategate, I always thought, was really overblown, even if they were doing it. I don't know if you've had any opinion. I mean, yes and no, because, no, I, I don't, I don't think it is overblown, because it, it comes down to a simple point of regulations, right? And these guys are just doing... Flaunting it? Because they feel like they can do whatever they want, right? Yeah. This is... You, you know, like in simple terms, you know, the ball is supposed to be deflate. The ball is supposed to be inflated to this many pounds per square inch, whatever it is, right? right? I don't know the exact number. This is how it has to be. And this is supposed to be this constant, this standard throughout the league, right. throughout every single game. And this is how it is, to, you know, to create an even playing field. Right. You know, the field is 100, 100 yards long, 50 yards wide, whatever. You know, these are just these standards that these basic basic game standards mm -hmm. and these guys feel like they don't need to abide by these standards. Oh, we like it better like this. So this is what we're going to do. Right. Yeah. I, I, I do. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm with you on that. There are certain personality types where maybe like coach X feels like, eh, not, yeah, cool. But I want to get a slight edge and I don't know right. if Belichick has ever said this. I, this, this could I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like he's said something to the effect of, or or so I I really I apologize. No, I'm not apologizing to Patriots fans. Uh, fuck you for being a Patriots fan. Um, but something to the effect of, um, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough, basically. 
Um, right. Something like and that. It, and some people, and I'm not saying Belichick does this, but some people view it as like they assume everyone else is cheating anyway. So it's like, well, I'm, I'd be stupid not to. And I'm so I'm so good that I'm going to cheat and I'm never going to get caught. Now you yeah. like that. Now you like me now. I like damn apples. And I think, especially given if, look, if you have certain financial incentives that are wrapped up with winning, which the NFL certainly does, getting a sli- it's a slippery slope to say, well, let me get a slight edge here. Well, that worked. Great. That worked like gangbusters. Well, let me do it every time. And then, yeah. well, it's not working so well. So let me try this, that, and this. That, that's how a complex system, quote unquote, gets started. That's how it happens. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, let me find out the best way. Oh, okay. This is the way that works. We're going to keep doing it this way. Whether or not that is the standards that goes against the standards, like whatever, league standards. No, this is what works for us. And this is how we are winning. So we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And most importantly, no one caught us. So, hey. Right. No no one's saying nothing for five years. Oh, we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Why stop? Why? Right. Yeah, I mean, well, because the only I, yeah, I the, get that point. Yeah, the only deterrent is to sort of be exposed publicly. Like I know, Patriots fans like hate hate it when people bring up Spygate because they're like it was just it was bullshit. It's whatever the typical defensive bullshit. Um, but right, I don't know. They'll still say, oh, we still had to play the game. We still had to play. Still right? Play the game. Still got executed. One. Yeah. Still executed. That's what they'll say. That's a defense. <laughs> right there. That is yeah. a defense. Right. Um, okay. Well, I think we pretty much covered that. Uh, any, 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 other, anything else? Gonna hit on any closing thoughts? Eat something green. Yep. But guys, not the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Down to eleven from number yeah. two to eleven. And that other team moving up. Yep, they moved up. They did move up. Playing nobody but, and still moving up. Still, yeah, yeah, of course. But I'll give them that. A win is a win. The same thing happened to us. We, didn't, we played nobody and still kept winning. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there's still like five more games left, so it's fine. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay, this was podcast. Eat something greener. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy.